Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. Hello, welcome back. I'm so excited to have our guest today, my friend and a fellow um, digital marketing expert, Lisa Williams. She's also the host of the podcast, Recognize Your Truth, and she's a mindset coach and a sales and marketing expert. Um, I believe we met on LinkedIn. We're going to share Lisa's story with you today. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on. Hi, Erin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and I I believe we met on, I think we were introduced on LinkedIn, and I was on your podcast, and we were like, just clicked. I think we talked for so long, and we were like, okay, now now you're going to be on my podcast, so I'm excited. I I am too, and yes, we met on LinkedIn through a mutual friend, Lauren Barton, and um, you know, it's funny because we've already talked previously for the last 30 minutes before you hit record. (laughs) Obviously, um, kind of, we can talk forever. (laughs) It's true. And, um, and I always with people like you, who I just click with and can have those conversations, I'm always like, okay, let's make sure that I'm watching the time that we don't record for two hours because my editor (laughs) would hate me. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this is great. I'm so excited because I know you have this really wonderful story that I think a lot of people can relate to and even if not relate to there's there's so many lessons there for people um in business in life so i guess i mean i don't know where you want to start we could talk about your journey into entrepreneurship but i think it's kind of before that it's like why it's more like your why and why you're doing what you do right right and so uh, you know i could kind of start and go a little bit back a little bit and and just kind of say you know i've always been like a serial entrepreneur. Um, when I was younger, I, you know, would outsell all the brownies and, you know, with the Girl Scout cookies and I made little bow ties and took them around to my neighborhood and sold them to my neighbors and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I was a stay at home mom for many years. I was very fortunate while my kids were growing up and I had, um, two different businesses during that time. I had a, a photography business that did very well. And I also did custom decorated cakes, which this was way before social media and it all spread by word of mouth. And honestly, Erin, it grew so fast and so big that it was more than I could handle as a one woman show out of my kitchen. So that was a, a blessing at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But going back, oh gosh, okay, so I was married to my ex-husband for 20 years, and you know, during that time, of course, I I loved him, and he loved me, and we had two wonderful kids together, but he also came from a family of alcoholics, and he himself was a raging alcoholic, and it didn't, our marriage didn't start off like that. It progressed throughout the years because alcoholism is a progressive disease and towards the end of our marriage um, became very abusive both physically, verbally, emotionally to myself and to our children. And so, um, you know, I had to, to end that marriage. But one of the things that I recognized when I was 
starting to heal myself and walk away from that marriage is I was a completely different person than when I went in. And I know, of course, you change throughout the years and you grow, but I was so self-absorbed in the way that I was feeling and the way that he was treating me. And I also was so absorbed in trying to fix him and control him and change him. And I just gave away all my power to him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in the process of, um, you know, healing and um, going through several years of therapy and um, journaling and praying and meditating and exercising and listening to podcasts and reading and, you know, all that recipe to, to get my mindset in a healthy place, I ended up meeting a, a, a wonderful man and we dated for a couple of years or, or a little over a year and we got engaged and we had that that kind of connection and that kind of relationship that I never had with my ex-husband and it was like wow this is what I've been missing you know for the last 20 years and we um we bought a house and we combined our families and we were ready to start our life together and he was tragically killed three weeks after we moved in together in a horrible um, automobile accident. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So, I feel like you shared that with me before, but somehow it's, it, I'm not sure if we dove into it. So sorry to interrupt you. I just. No, and I, I don't know that we really talked about it a lot, mm -hmm. but, you know, then my life just came to an abrupt halt of everything that I had been planning. I was no longer planning a wedding. We were no longer, you know, decorating and remodeling a house. I was no longer going to be a stepmom to his, his son. You know, I mean, it just took a completely different direction. And I fell into a really deep depression. Um, and, you know, I literally could not get out of bed on days and hardly could function. And I just, I couldn't even focus. My mind could not comprehend what had just happened. And it took months and still, I mean, we're a year and a half into it and it, it's still, you know, grief doesn't end. It, it's just, it's not linear. So it, it pops up, you know, here and there. But um, the thing that, that really projected me in a forward motion beyond that was when I started getting coaching myself. So, mm -hmm. you know, going through therapy, yes, that moved it at a snail's pace, but really when I started getting mindset coaching and um, really digging down into your thoughts and your behaviors and your actions, that's what made me project forward rapidly and want to do that myself so that I could you know, take my knowledge and my story and help other people based on my skills and, and you know, my background and my history. Mm -hmm. No, I love that because, um, and this is like kind of more on the business side of things, but there's so many coaches out there. And, and I don't think that, you know, you have to have exactly X, Y, Z experience to do, you know, ABC thing, but I think there's so much value 
in, and it's something I see missing a lot in people who want to provide coaching, but have never invested in coaching or experienced coaching themselves, because you have to really understand how impactful it is and, and what difference it made for you, I think, in order to, uh, you know, work with others in that capacity. And we'll talk about your work um, as well, but I just wanted to pop in with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I like going through counseling, it's, you know, it's almost like you're dumping on somebody and they're listening to you and yes, they're providing very valuable feedback Mm -hmm. and suggestions, but you're kind of regurgitating the past and you're reliving the past and you're, you know, going through the past, but coaching projected me forward into the future and in the now. And that's what really made the difference for me, um, which is why I I just felt so empowered and so connected to want to do that because it helped me so much. It was like, I've got to help other people. I, I just have to do that. And so that's why I started a podcast. That's why I started doing coaching. Um, it just, I felt so connected to it that I, I really wanted to share it. Yeah, no, I think that's wonderful. So, so tell us, I guess we, we can talk a little bit about, and we can always go back to the story, but um, let's talk about what kind of coaching you do, what your podcast is about. I'd love for um, our listeners to get to know that part of you. So my podcast is called Recognize Your Truth. And, you know, we, you asked me, what's your why? And so one of the things, you know, I had a hard time coming up with a name and I I just kind of looked back at my story and looked back through my journals and, you know, like I said, when I was, you know, kind of unpacking my story a little bit with you is I gave away all my power to my ex-husband and I wasn't walking in my own truth. I wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't, I didn't even recognize the person that I had become when I left the marriage. And it's funny now, because now I look back and go, I don't even know that person who was part of the, you know, who was in the marriage. So I I love that I regained a lot of, of who I was. And, And that, that's kind of, why I wanted to, you know, start the podcast. And that's where I came up with the name. But to be honest with you, I was working and traveling all throughout Texas about seven or eight years ago. And I needed something to do because I was on the road for three or four hours at a time driving from Dallas to Houston to Austin to San Antonio. And I started listening to podcasts. And this was way before podcasts were even cool. I mean, there probably weren't nearly a quarter of the podcasts that were available that are available today right and so I started listening to them and I was just really felt like wow I want to do this I want to start a podcast this is amazing that the content that they're sharing and the value that they're providing and so I um decided I was going to do it. I bought a a microphone. I created a logo and a label and a brand and started writing content. And that's kind of when my life started falling apart and my divorce started, you know, my marriage started ending. And so I put my dreams on hold for seven or eight years, Erin. And this summer I had an opportunity, a space in my life to 
to go, okay, I'm going to do this. I've waited long enough and dusted off the box that the podcast mic came in and (laughs) started my podcast. So here we are. Oh, I love that. Um, As someone who, for different reasons, but, you know, my, my journey, I always say like, you know, I've been in business, quote unquote, for five years now, but my plans started like five years before that. And for me, it was about procrastination and fear and all these things. And, and yours was obviously, you know, you were in a very different space and you had other things that were kind of occupying your time. What do you think kind of allowed you to hold on to, I mean, obviously it has to be a very genuine interest, something you really enjoy doing to want to come back around to it. But what, what made you take the leap? Like besides just the space being there, what made you go, I can do this. I'm ready. Like it's my time. So honestly, I kept allowing fear and the excuse of life getting in the way to Hmm. hold me back. And so last November, um, you know, while I was in this grief stricken state, I had to do something to to help myself. And so I created these little sticky notes that have um, powerful I am statements on them, like I am worthy, I'm enough, I am wonderfully made. Because one of the things that I found was when I was hurting, when I was in pain, when I was grief stricken, if I could somehow impact another person's life or empower somebody else, that only helped me. So I created these sticky notes and then um, I was kind of moving along doing mindset coaching and I just kept saying, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. Well, you know, that was in November of 2018 and I didn't start it until July of 2019, Hmm. but I put it on my list on my belief board And I said, I will start one this year. Um, And people kept asking me, when are you going to start your podcast? You keep saying it, you know, my friends, my family. (laughs) And it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it right now. I have enough content. I have enough confidence in myself. I had started showing up on doing videos on Facebook and LinkedIn and just felt like I was connecting with an audience and people were responding to me. And I just felt like the space and the timing was right where I had the confidence in myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So it was partly, not, not that I'm happy that you were um, procrastinating at all, <laughs> but I think it's, it's just so helpful for people who are listening because there are so many people in that same kind of headspace. Um, so I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I don't know, you know, I will get back to your personal story and everything, but I definitely want to explore this, you know, just kind of organically where the conversation's going. So you started getting active with video on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and I see your videos on, you know, pop up on LinkedIn, although I don't scroll and engage with other people's stuff nearly as much (laughs) as I should. Um, so I guess, what do you feel has been, what is that? helpful for you in terms of traction for your podcast? What are you kind of doing to, um, because I think I saw something recently, right? Where you were putting, uh, like where you were ranking and you were really excited about it. And so like, what are some of the things people can kind of learn from you in terms of getting traction if they want to start something like a podcast? Well, so yes, I, um, I found out recently that I had ranked um, on iTunes at um, 
the 103rd spot on uh, self-improvement. And so what I was finding is, yes, going on, um, doing videos on, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, all over social media, and just having an audience and connecting with them. But, but like you, showing up genuine and, and authentic and, you know, always providing some kind of valuable content. Um, and so that has really helped um, increase engagement and um, increase downloads and increase responses to my podcast. And so I took all that knowledge um, and all that, um, and I'm sure because you have a podcast as well, you know, it was, it was time consuming and a lot of searching and learning and figuring out how to start a podcast. And so I took all those notes and took all that um, knowledge that I had and I put together a course so that I teach other people how to start a podcast. And I have a free um, downloadable PDF that I'd love to share with your audience. And, you know, I'll give you the link so you can put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, I'd love that. that that's perfect. And I'm excited because we talked before about um, when I was on your show, or maybe it was just one of our chats about this course. And I'm glad that you ran with it because look, I have courses that I've been scheming up for a <laughs> long time before I took action on them. So kudos. Um, so I think the video, and I just want to I just want to kind of pile on that real quick, because I think video is very effective maybe more than we realize for promoting a podcast because people will get a sense for how you talk and how you sound. And, and that's going to appeal to people who might, if they're just reading content, like they don't know, there's sort of a divide, right? Like they don't really know what to expect. And that's not to say that people won't go check out a podcast, but I think when they get to know you um, through video and kind of how you show up, it's going to make it a lot easier for people to make that jump over to a podcast platform um, to listen to you. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I think it's a super smart move. I don't show up on video nearly as much as I should. It's really a laziness thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put on my face. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. And people need to know that there's a person behind the microphone. You know, you, there's just not a voice. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it also helped boost my confidence so much because, you know, my first videos and I go back and I, I could watch them and I could cringe at some <laughs> of them. Um, you know, I was doing, I started going on doing videos about a year ago where I was promoting my sticky notes and I would just every day have a sticky note, a different sticky note and talk about I am worthy and why I felt I was worthy and then ask my audience, why do you feel you're worthy? And, you know, post below in the comments. And so that's how I started going on video and, and started developing a following and, and, you know, getting an audience to, to respond. And it just started boosting my confidence because I'm sure as anybody could probably feel, it, it's kind of nerve wracking to start going on video in the very oh, yeah. beginning. Definitely. I have a story about that for another time. <laughs> yeah. And you, um, you know, you're worried about what, what you look like and how you sound and how you're coming across and, you know, all these things. And I think for the first video that I ever recorded, I must have hit stop, delete, re-record no less than 20, 25 times. And finally, you just have to get it out there. And so what I love about, you know, here we are a year later, um, 
I have no fear about going on video, going on live video, going on a recorded video, you know, whatever that looks like, but it just boosted my confidence so much. So it dropped that fear. I can, yeah, I can relate to that 100%. And I think it's a super important lesson for people to take away, like many of the other things we've talked about. But I, I think it's really important because it's one of the things I see and hear so often is people being afraid to show up on video. And besides in person, video is going to be the quickest way for you to make that connection with your audience because they're they're getting so much more of the senses, right? They can see you, they can hear you, they they can kind of um, vibe with like, you know, even your mannerisms or whatever. Um, it just adds so many more dimensions to you. So that's a very creative way for you to get your start with the post-its. And I think it's important to highlight how simple how simple it was. People really overthink content, like they have to go on and give a lecture, right? So I just right. love um, <laughs> how you got started. Very cool. Thank you. And my videos, honestly, are a minute to a minute and a half long. I don't really, I mean, I'm trying to pack as much content and deliver it with a punch. And, and you know, I want people to see me, hear me, resonate with me. But you know, I, I, I get your attention span. I get, you know, the busyness in your life, the people that you follow, you know, all that stuff. And so I'm just trying to come on with a little tidbit. Um, you know, sometimes I'm on once a day, every day for a week. Sometimes life gets in the way and it's three times a week, but I never go a week without posting a couple of videos. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, that's one of my 2020 goals is to show up on video <laughs> literally like at least one to two times per week. I have to do it. I, once I get them done, I love video. I just, again, it's about getting ready to be on video. Right, um, right. <laughs> that's where batching comes in. Um, yeah. So going back to your truth. We were talking about your personal story and how you felt like you had sort of um, lost yourself like in that relationship. And then, you know, it's been this journey to, to find yourself again. And truth is defined as that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. So you, your reality at the time was not your truth. So you were, you were living a, a different reality. You're now on, um, I don't know where, like, I guess I don't want to put words in your mouth. Like, how do you feel about like where you are on that journey? Do you feel like you've, you're like completely living your truth now? Is it always something you'll always be kind of working toward? What do you think? Well, I think we're all always working towards something. And so, yes, I'm definitely, I'm a work in progress. But what I had found, Erin, was I had changed myself so much that, and these are little small things that I can give you examples from. Mm -hmm. um, I would have my hair in a ponytail with a big scrunchie, you know, this was way back in the early 90s, and, <laughs> um, and he would come and take the scrunchie out of my hair and say, your hair looks better down. So then I was self-conscious of putting my hair up ever again. Um, so those are the little things, like that's just a, a tiny little example, or I would not pronounce a word correctly, and then there was an insult about my education or my, you know, the way I grew up or whatever, and so then I was constantly worried, am I, am I pronouncing that word right? Did I say it right? Um, so those are the things that I 
you know, just living in fear and, and living in self-doubt. And I was letting it ruin my life and control my life. And so I would say today, um, I, I can look back at that person and go, okay, I'm so blessed for the growth. I'm so blessed for the opportunity to learn, to develop, and to continue to recognize when I am in self-doubt, when I am giving away my power, when I am not being true to myself. And sometimes, you know, it takes a day or two before you go, wait, 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 whoa, <laughs> this is not right. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel right. But right. Um, I love, you know, today I love who I am, which has been a journey. You know, I didn't always love myself. And, you know, like we all know, you can't, you can't love others. You can't pour from an empty cup, you know, all those sayings. And so I, I had to learn to love myself and be okay with who I am. Yeah, no, that's super powerful. And, and I have to say, you know, as someone who has, and I, and I won't dive into anything here, um, cause it's not fully my story to tell, but like as someone who has spent, um, time around abusers, who's been in relationships, you know, that have, um, you know, emotional and verbal abuse and, you know, family situations, anyone who's been in those kind of relationships, whether it's with a, you know, a spouse or a family member or something is going to know exactly, like, I know exactly what you mean when you talk about, you know, the ponytail and, and to someone who maybe hasn't experienced that it, it does seem like, oh, it's just a little thing. But to those of us who have lived it, we understand how, that becomes such a huge part of like, how do we comport ourselves? What, how do we behave in order to um, not set this other person off? Right. So right. I'm so glad that you shared that. Yeah. Right. I mean, even the clothes that I wore, um, how I dressed, the places that I shopped, you know, all of those things throughout the marriage changed. And what I had found as um, the marriage was dissolving and I was going through the divorce and healing myself, I was going back to the clothes that I liked and the shops that I wanted to shop at. And I mean, everything about me changed every aspect of my being. I remember sitting in therapy going, do you know how hard it is to change the very core of your being? Cause that's what I felt like I was doing. And it was what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I can, you and I definitely have stories to share. <laughs> yes. um, and I don't know how you, and you totally don't have to go into this either, but you know, for me, like, um, I'm a, I'm the kind of person who I laugh all the time. Like I'm very happy go lucky. I laugh probably even when I shouldn't, you know, like inappropriate right. times, <laughs> that's just how I am. And when I found in a relationship that I was in, in the past, that, I was no longer laughing, like not just like all the time, but I wasn't laughing anymore. I wasn't finding humor and sort of lightness in just day-to-day -day life because everything was like, I mean, literally there was a time when uh, this person was like, what are you laughing at? Because he thought I was, you know, giggling at some other guy's joke, you know, that kind of jealousy right. and, and insidious kind of behavior. And when I realized not, not only am I not you know, laughing and happy-go-lucky anymore, but I'm literally the polar opposite. I'm miserable all the time. I look at everything through a negative lens, you know, and um, for me, that was the point where I was like, I can't, this isn't who I am, like you said, at my core. 
this is not my truth and I cannot live this way. Um, so I really, truly appreciate you sharing that because I think, I tr sadly think that a lot of people, you know, can relate and um, can take away from that. Well, and you know, that's funny that you, not funny, but you yeah, know. I know what you mean. Yes. Not funny, ha <laughs> ha, but that you share that, that you didn't laugh because, so, you know, I was very fortunate when my kids were younger to be a stay-at-home mom. And so our house was the house. Like I constantly had trays of food made. We had swimming lessons. We had kids in and out of the house running around, sleepovers. You know, I was the fun mom. I, and I swam with my kids. I took them places. Like if we would go to the zoo, we're like being goofy with the animals, you know, like taking pictures. I mean, I was truly interactive with them. And as the progression of the alcoholism and then, you know, me kind of going into the shell of a person, one of the things that my daughter said to me is, mom, you're not fun anymore. You don't have that childlike spirit anymore. And mm -hmm. that was so painful and so hard to hear. Um, Aaron, it, it was piercing. It literally was piercing. Mm. Yeah, I bet. Oh, that's powerful. And how, how does she still live near you? She does. So she's um, a young adult. She's 18. And, mm. you know, what I love about our relationship now is um, we do have fun together and mm. we do laugh and um, I can be silly and we can dance and sing in the living room and, you know, put loud music on or we could, um, you know, we, we do go to amusement parks and I get on the rides with her or, you know, we go skiing or, you know, just we act goofy and, you know, I think she loves who I am today. We, we love who we each, each other is and we have an awesome relationship, but you know, I had lost that for a long time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that was my question. I wanted to, I was curious, like if, you know, she's, I'm sure she's super happy to, you know, to have that back, you know, my mom and dad are divorced. And one of the things that I think, um, and I don't know how your daughter or your kids feel about it, but one of the things that a lot of parents don't maybe take into consideration at the time because they're like, well, we stayed together for the kids, right? All right. of us kids were like, we want you to split up because <laughs> we want you to be happy, right? Like we don't want right. to be around like you're sad, you're miserable, right? So a lot of the time I think kids actually are like, and that's not true across the board, of course, but it's so often the case where they're like, mom's so much happier, dad's so much happier. Like, why would we not, you know? So. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, me, I stayed together with my ex-husband because I had this somehow false belief that A, he was going to change and B, our marriage was going to change. And C, I, I didn't want to break up the family and split it apart and, you know, have that divorced impact on my kids. And once it all happened and we got through it and we ended up having conversations, oh my gosh, they were so happy that, mm -hmm. because a happy me, a happy mom, it means happy children. Right. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, that's what I think a lot of people who are going through a divorce or who are staying in a marriage because they feel they need to for the kids. I think that that's a, a thing that they don't understand. I didn't understand it at the time, you know, mm -hmm. like, it was, the kids were suffering more 
from us being together than they were suffering from, than they would have suffered from us being apart. I mean, we're fighting all the time. There's, you know, physical abuse going on. There's, it's, it was horrific. And so why would you want to continue to put your kids through that? Why would I want to continue to put my kids through that? Um, when, when we left, you know, and, and moved out and had my own house with my kids living with me, it was so light and freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to have that you're transparent and open about this story because I think it's a really important one. I think, um, and it doesn't even have to be about, um, a relationship. It doesn't have to be about divorce, but I think this idea of, um, being true to who you are and making sure that the way you're moving through life is, you know, your true reality, um, is just so important. So what would you leave our listeners with as um, a piece of advice if they feel like maybe they aren't living their truth? What is like a step they can take toward, um, toward living the, the truth that they, they want to live? Well, first of all, um, I think I left, I let self-doubt and fear run, run rapid in my life. And so um, you know, it, it ruined a lot of opportunities for me, a lot of chances for, you know, starting a business, you know, um, even moving forward in going through a divorce. I mean, it, it literally paralyzed me. So I think if you don't, just not letting fear self-sabotage you and, you know, don't give away your power and stay true to who you are. And those are really hard, easy things for me to say now. Right. They were really hard for me to go through. And, and that's, Erin, that's exactly why I want to coach other people because, and that's why I do coach other people because I want them to see truly who they are and, and the value and the worth that they have. Yeah, I think that's um, both of those things together are super important, right? Because only the individual themselves can do the work, right? They're the only ones who know who they truly are. They have to do the work, but something they can do is reach out for support. And, you know, it it can be a coach. A coach is amazing. I've worked with a coach and it was a life-changing experience, but it could also be, like you said, a therapist. It can also be a support group if their their budget their finances don't allow for coaching right it could be anything so i think that's so important in these kind of situations to you know find find that person or people who can help get you through it and and help you step into your truth so well sure and it, it, it's a com- it's a recipe right mm-hmm. it's not just one thing it's not just therapy or coaching i mean it's an entire recipe to, Mm -hmm. to get you, you know, if, if you think about you being a hub and there's all kinds of spokes going outside of this hub and it keeps turning the wheel, uh, you need all those spokes to turn the wheel and, Mm -hmm. you know, you need therapy and or coaching or both and you need a support group and you need journal, you need, you know, whatever works, if it's journaling, if it's praying, if it's meditating, if it's exercising, um, you know, if it's walking, if it's listening to podcasts, if it's reading, whatever that recipe is for you. And that was the hardest thing for me to figure out is what's my recipe. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. That's such a good analogy. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you should write a post on that if you haven't already. Ideas are everywhere. Um, where can people find you and your amazing content? Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all over. It's recognize your truth. And um, my podcast is recognize your truth. But the place that I hang out the most is actually on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. And it's Lisa Williams. And um, the right Lisa Williams is in Texas, right? Yes, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm in uh, the Dallas area. Perfect. I'll put all of your links or as many as um, the show notes will allow, along with the link to that free PDF for people who want to start a podcast themselves. So you guys can just go to the show notes and connect with Lisa, learn more about her, grab that freebie. And Lisa, thank you so, so much for being on and being so transparent and sharing so much today. Thanks, Erin. It was a pleasure. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.candidlyerin.com or justsaythewordpodcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at candidlyerin and make sure to use the hashtag justsaytheword in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.